0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Backstage Pass with Tony and Jason. We are so delighted to have a very special guest this week. You are going to know her as the love of my life. You are going to know her as the most wonderful wife that a dude could ever have. Get ready to go backstage with the one, the only Jody Goforth this week, folks. Sit back, relax as we go backstage with Tony and Jason. Hey, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Backstage Pass with Tony and Jason. We are very delighted to uh, present to you this evening um, my beautiful, talented, very, very smart, very wonderful wife. So, uh, (laughs) babe,
1: welcome to the show. (laughs) You are so sweet. You're the sweetest. I am glad to be here with you guys. I, I listen to podcasts, and I appreciate podcasts, but I will say, listening to your alls is its something I look forward to every week. Not only because I'm biased, because you're my husband, but I love person. the I love the topics. I love it, so I'm happy yeah. to be here with you guys.
2: And I can tell you, Tony's not biased either, because it's very <laughs> true. Everything <laughs> he said. I have met this wonderful woman, so yes.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, guys.
0: Jason's known me for a long time. And he knows that uh, the struggles that I've had, and yes, for me to be in this wonderful relationship with the most beautiful, talented, incredible woman is is a, a blessing from God. So he's a very happy man now. I'm very thankful. You're stuck with me, I'm big guy.
1: Stuck with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that I'm blessed beyond measure.
1: And that's how I feel too.
0: That's that's what it's all about. So. I feel like a third wheel, but it's okay. I like you it. you are a little bit. We're on a date right now. We're actually we're eating dinner as we speak here, folks. This yeah. is going to be great. Now, Jason is in Gaffney, and we are in Sellersburg, Indiana, and yeah. we're having we're having pizza as we have this um, do this podcast because we haven't eaten all day.
2: And my and I'm on a diet, so I have no food. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, I'll
1: mail you some, or I'll bring it this weekend. We please, say, do, please do, please do. Great, good stuff. Well, I'm proud of you for your diet. Yeah. I know about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Woo hoo! Yeah, what's the first three letters of diet?
1: <laughs> die,
0: die. Man. I love it. It's so true. Oh goodness. None for me, thanks. We're we're excited to have Jody here this week. On the uh, podcast, not just because she's my wife, but she's got such an amazing story. She's got such a great story of redemption, such a great story of uh, coming out of adversity, and, and so many things. So, uh, you know, tell us, uh, tell us a little about yourself. What's going on with uh, Jody? Tell
1: us about you. Well, um, currently, I am a finance manager. I have been in the automotive industry for 12 coming up on 13 years. So I work for Harley Davidson in the Mm -hmm. finance department. So I help those that either struggle or don't struggle to uh, get financing and loans (laughs) for their motorcycles and (laughs) put dreams in driveways is what we call it. And um, previous to that, I mean, automotive industry has been the biggest part of my career. But Um, Outside of that, I was, now I'm married, but single mama, uh, my son is 13, best little human in the entire world, and yes, I'm biased, but nobody can convince (laughs) me otherwise, Mm -hmm. and I also am, um, I'm an IFBB professional bodybuilder as well, so I have uh, dipped my toe in a lot of pools and done a lot of things, (laughs) so that story is a long one.
0: Mind blown already. (laughs) So, a lot to to unpack there. You work for Harley-Davidson, currently work for Harley-Davidson, yep. where you said you were in the automotive industry for many years. Um, you are the finance manager at Bluegrass Harley.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, the number one Harley-Davidson dealership in the nation for 2022. That's right. Boom. Go ahead and mic drop that, that one time. That is official <laughs> mic drop, ladies I was guys. about to say
2: the same thing.
1: <laughs> well, go ahead Love and say it. it. I did, too. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the idea that if uh, anybody needs, just needs a Harley-Davidson motorcycle, drive to Louisville, Kentucky, give me a call, find me on Facebook, and get your bike. Or if you, you want to
1: upgrade a bike, like from a Honda Goldwing to a Harley-Davidson.
0: Santa, Rob, are you listening to this? Yeah. Because you
1: are a Goldwing driver and you need to buy yes. a Harley. Get
2: off I that just, Honda. I
1: had to slip that in there. Get off <laughs> It that would look line. way better on a Harley. That's all I'm to Yes.
0: Get. I think so, too.
2: You're not a true biker unless you have a Harley.
0: Come on, Rob. Rob and, and Rob lives near Indy, so it's a couple of hour drive down. We could take that Goldwing and turn it into a Harley in a
1: minute. Easily.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh,
1: I know a gal. <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> so if you need financing she can help you finance as well Rob don't 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 forget that but um, this is not a shameless plug for Holly Davidson they they do well on their own but uh, this this opportunity for us to talk to you today is an interesting one because your story is uh, well, you've got an, an interesting past I do and um, to to say, uh, Jason and I were talking, and one of his questions for you was, "What, Jason? What did you have for her? How did you become? What got you involved?
2: What 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 made you want to do that? Are you talking about bodybuilding?
1: Yes, bodybuilding. Okay, so um, a couple of things. I started out at a young age, always playing sports. I was very competitive. My mom was a coach for me. I played in high school, definitely endured some injuries. But after I had my son, and I had my son very young, I had him when I was 18. Uh, right. We will get into that a little bit later. <laughs> but <laughs> after that, honestly, I that and other things, I just quit caring about me. Um, I let myself go. and. Right. I didn't think about my health. I didn't think about wellness. I was just a 18 year old single mom trying to figure it out with a with a newborn, and wow. um, my weight ballooned up to over 330 ish pounds. And that's
2: a, really hard to believe after yeah, seeing some of the pictures.
1: <laughs> yeah, Wow. and um, a doctor visit later when I had a cold. Um, Doctor wanted to put me on beta blockers and blood pressure medicine and all these things and I've never taken that stuff or at that point hadn't. And I told him, I said, Hey, give me thirty days. Or I'm sorry, no, I said, Give me sixty days and I'll I'll come back lighter. And he said, as your acting physician, I'm only gonna give you thirty and we'll we will revisit this in thirty days. And in thirty days I came back forty pounds lighter. Wow. yeah. Yeah. And I was a New Year's resolutioner, if you will, that just really really got hooked um no bariatric surgery nothing like that i right. i just set my mind to it and i was too embarrassed to step foot in the gym because everybody would stare right so i just started walking and long story short i i lost about 161 pounds wow. in, in 11 months naturally what? yeah and, wow um, yeah and then so that started my love for health and wellness. Mm. Um, and I worked for GNC, General Nutrition Company, and I surrounded myself with it. And I surrounded myself with a group of people that I thought were like-minded as myself. And um, I had someone in that group mm. who took advantage of my trust. And I had my... um how can i put this lightly i was stripped of my self security and my womanhood and mm-hmm. any sense of who i was from a near death act random act of sexual violence wow um i almost lost my life to it mm-hmm. and at that point when you're at your lowest point you know the 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 things going through your mind of all these people I thought I could trust, you know, I, I don't have anyone. And quite frankly, I, I wasn't looking to a higher power. I, I wasn't against it, but I, I'm just like, how could this happen to me? You know, I, I've tried and I've done all these things and I've been good to so many people. I, I gave up on him. I gave up on wow. the big guy, you know, cause I yeah. felt like he gave up on me
2: Yeah.
1: and at that point, I needed to, I I needed myself back. I needed my sense of security back. Mm -hmm. So here came bodybuilding. Right. And I built such an exterior that not only made me feel safe, but it did what I wanted. And I wanted to keep everyone away from me because I was terrified of people, men especially. Right And um, making myself feel safe again, I, in turn, (laughs) I became a professional bodybuilder. I won a regional show, overalls, then I went to nationals, and and, um, I ended up winning my national show in 2020 and obtaining my pro status, Um, what I always thought that I wanted. And then Mm -hmm. it was two weeks after I won my pro card that my kidneys failed. Yeah, so oh, it, it has been it has been a ride, my friend. Um, <laughs> a ride definitely like it definitely sounds like right. I, I mean, fully gaining my what what I thought I needed that that exterior look, but admittedly, along the way, where I strengthened I strengthened the exterior, the internal was still that small, terrified, um, anxious, right, almost. I don't want to say vindictive, but I, I just had a, I didn't have the greatest outlook on people, you right. know, because I, I was too afraid to trust.
2: So you so. had a fantastic physical health, but not so much the mental health.
1: Correct. Now, if anything, it drove, it, it drove me more internally mad wow. <laughs> than anything yep. else because it's a never enough mentality. Mm. And as it made me look really cool, um, it destroyed me internally. I mean, organs and all, you know, Mm -hmm. so trying to regain my sense of security and that I can protect myself. I inadvertently hurt myself worse than anybody else ever has. Wow. Yeah.
0: Pretty wild. wild. Can you imagine the kind of exterior that you have to put up just to maintain (laughs) the kind of, uh, of, and you've said this before. You said you you wanted some people to uh, find you menacing. Yeah. Uh, in order to
1: keep them at arm's length. Yep. I wow. didn't want anybody close to me because I hadn't. I had not. I'd been to some therapy. Don't get me wrong. I didn't just go out here and run wild and try to fix it myself. I I did seek out therapy and I did these things and I, I felt that there was improvement there. You know, I could at least go in public. I could. I could be in the room with with men and just me and not have panic attacks. So I viewed Hmm. that as healing.
2: Yeah, improvement.
1: Correct. And then I am all about continuous improvement. I don't do complacency, you know? So I saw that as a step in the right direction, but that was like a baby step, you know, in comparison to the healing that, honestly, kidney failure forced me to do.
0: Wow. I don't want to overstep my bounds and, and and put words in your mouth or say things that you don't want to have said on a podcast, but this this uh, violent sexual abuse that, that you had happen to you is not the first. No,
1: it is not. Um, it started uh, at a young age. I'm not going to name anybody, but um, it happened from family friends. It happened from bosses where I worked. Mm. It it, it happened, and this is when I was a child, not a preteen. I mean, that's still not right, but this is as a child. Mm. So that wasn't the only thing (laughs) that caused me to lose me. Uh, I had been lost for a long time, but I thought that was normal, you know? Uh, because it wasn't the first time, it wasn't the second time, it wasn't the third time. I just thought that's what life was, right? And hearing all about the the big guy, the man upstairs. I'm. I was raised in Catholic private school. Don't get me wrong. We we were sent to church two to three days a week, and we sat there two hours with a smile on our face because if we didn't, we were in trouble. So yeah. um, I knew all the answers, you know. Mm-hmm. But I admittedly did not have the feeling just because my my life didn't appear like all these other little kids lives.
2: Yeah, you, know? you you felt abandoned.
1: I did. I did. There there were there were a couple big things in my life, but as as I do, I as I say I I put it in my file cabinet in the back of my mind and I locked it up and I got up every day and just tried to be better than the day before. Right. That's all I knew. If I kept moving, then nothing would hurt.
0: Yeah. Right. So, some days it's all you can do just to breathe in and breathe out.
1: Yeah. And, and in those days I would be in the gym three to five hours.
0: Yeah. Even yeah. even uh, boy, I don't I don't uh, <laughs> punishing yourself.
1: Yeah. 100%. Because of someone else because of someone else's Yeah. Uh that that physical pain that I put myself through, I mean, for those that don't know, I am 32 years old and I've had a full shoulder replacement. I need another full shoulder replacement on the left side. I mean, I was brutal to my body, you know, but the, the outcome and the look was it was out of this world, you know, right. uh, and yes, I mean, to keep the mental anguish. Yeah. Lower, i I abused the exterior because it hurt worse than the interior it and was that's, your out. yeah, that was that was my therapy. Yeah.
0: yeah the doctor who did her shoulder replacement said that she's got the shoulders of an, a very, very old person. He normally works on uh, senior citizens. yeah and her shoulders are just as bad if not worse, mm. than most of the cases that come across <laughs> his Goodness. desk
1: and when he told me that i said well i guess that just means i did it right yeah. i don't
0: know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you makes, know makes perfect sense in her mind sure not a problem <laughs> you know, man i
1: totally get that i'm like i haven't been able to put a jacket on by myself since 2018 i get it
0: i so, get it <laughs> I growing up in in the home that you did you, you like like you said you could uh, you could run the board on Trivial Pursuit when it came to Jesus questions. Yeah, I, I totally could. I totally know all yeah. of that, but that didn't necessarily have that
1: solid relationship. Not at all. Not in the slightest. Or, or even a deep understanding of what all that meant. No. And there was nothing that anyone could say to me or sit down and try to explain to me that would make any sense. Because yeah. I hadn't seen enough good to prove to me that he was there or that he even loved me Mm -hmm. because of everything that happened Mm -hmm. so it i mean there were there were a couple of instances pardon me that showed me that he was there and he was real and that was a little bit later but it, it it took a lot a lot throughout my life to get me to the point where these things that had happened are really the, the, the tragedy. I've, I've always described my life as a beautiful tragedy that helped me find him. The first one being having my son when I was 18, that doesn't sound like a key, a a key thing to do. I don't recommend it. But (laughs) upon seeing that little person, Mm -hmm. I then knew what love was. Yeah. <laughs> because I I did not love myself. Right. Um I didn't even know what love felt like mm. until I saw him. <laughs> and yeah, that little dude, I mean, he gosh. He was everything I never knew that I needed.
2: Wow. They have a way of doing that, don't
0: they? Yeah. Jason, this kid is
1: probably one of the funniest
0: 13-year-olds that you'll ever meet in your life. I like to say
1: he takes after his mom.
0: I agree. I agree. I think he might take after his stepfather. I'm just throwing (laughs) that
1: Yeah, I can see that a little bit. A little bit.
2: I've met him once, and that was in a parking or a parking deck. Yes, up in, uh, after, after the Elvis show. Yeah, after the show. Yes, after the, <laughs> he's the Elvis show.
0: Just, he seemed like a great kid. He's just down to earth and funny and right. well put together. You see a lot of single kid, single parent kids that are just turds. Yeah, want to smack them around, but this kid, he's smart. He's funny. He's he's eloquent. He's
1: and he knows a look. If mom, she, I don't have to raise my voice. She'll never catch a yell in my house. I shoot that boy a look. He says, yes, ma'am. And he fixes whatever's wrong.
0: If, I know if, that look. As a kid, my mother, all she had to do was look at me. And I would mom, just have the fear of absolute God in me. And I would not want to do anything. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my mom's
2: sitting over here and she, she keeps giving me that look and it gets, makes me scared. So,
1: Well, I'm glad to know <laughs> that even in adult years that I'll still have that effect. Absolutely. I'll just I'll I'll just get better at the look yes, as time goes on. That's right, <laughs> it's the fear. You need to instill the fear. Well, you have seen me and David had had some talks. He's I uh, have. he's pretty receptive.
0: I certainly <laughs> have. He's and and he takes it in. He has and he asks questions, which is fantastic for a thirteen year old. That is good. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm like for a 13 year old to even talk to you is yes. is, is something yes. good. But so. she she's created an atmosphere where he can. Yeah, you yeah. know some some folks have uh, raised children to, in an atmosphere where they just cannot ask questions, they can't right. express themselves, and and have and receive direction. So he's had 13 years to be able to understand and receive the direction, and mm-hmm. and and. and Get A's and B's in school and and do well. Is he going to slip up? Yes, he's thirteen. That's
1: so bound and to happen. You, and you want to chop him in the throat sometimes, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Other most of the time, he's a great kid. So, and one thing with David is, I mean, I have him in a Catholic private school as well. Right. But even along my journey, right, and it's a long one. Even when I didn't have. What I would consider not a good or a bad, but just really no communication with God. Right. Um, I still always taught David that God was above all. Yeah, you know, because I I'm not going to say I shelter my son because I don't. I let him experience. I and I, 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 in, in reason, if he right. earns it, I am down for it. I'm I'm here to support you. Right, but. I've always, always taught him about God, and I know that he believes simply because my experiences, and now raising a a little man, soon to be a young man, gosh, I am a teenager, I feel old, but (laughs) I'm going to make sure that the things that happen to me never happen to him. Yeah, yeah. In turn, he'll never feel that he's lost his way. Yeah. And even when I was completely on a different beaten path, I would give him the outlet to to know who God is because <laughs> yep. now I understand why I did that. Even right. without having a relationship, now sitting here today with my husband, I have a clear view. Yeah. of why I always did that. And that's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love you. I love you. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Still newlyweds, man.
0: I know. Coming up on uh, the second month.
1: I know it. Next week. Yeah, Been ready to kick me out or nothing yet? I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing good.
2: Tony, <laughs> if I know Tony, he's got to the hour of how long it has been. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's me.
1: That's me. That's, he puts that's up with my something. antics and my quirks, so I have no complaints this way. He's the greatest man I've ever known. Antics and quirks? Have you met me? <laughs> We're perfect. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Oh, the two people in the world that know my antics and quirks just about as well as anybody. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love your quirks. They're great. Uh, well, Jason, I don't know that Jason likes my quirks. Loves my quirks. He might like them. Yeah, well, I deal with them just <laughs> like you deal with mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jason and I live together on the weekends. It's pretty <laughs> in, yep. in a hotel room. You, you, there are, are no, no, uh, no holds barred. I guess so. No. <laughs> but, um, y- you've you've mentioned that you had um, a lot of things that have gone on in the past, not yes. just these. Uh, I hate to even use the word indiscretion because that's just not good enough. That's not a good enough word to describe it. With uh, um, people taking advantage yeah. in so many different ways, Yeah. toxic uh, people—they so, stole my power from. They—they they absolutely did. Um, you've mm-hmm. had a lot of earth-shattering, life-changing things that have gone on, even as a young person, mm-hmm. um, a preteen, yep. and those things are, are things that have molded and shaped you into who you are today as well. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little about the early situation that you had with Chris.
1: All right. Ooh, I didn't realize that's where you're going with that. Okay. Um, Chris was, oh gosh, best friend doesn't even describe. He was, that was a brother figure, the brother that I never that i I never wanted, but loved to pieces, you know? (laughs) And we did everything together. Um, I mean, (laughs) to the point he asked my family to adopt him. Oh, wow. He was was a little older than me, by like four and a half years. And I used to do these little football competitions when I was a kid. I've always been involved in sports. And he was a kicker, Mm -hmm. like a field field goal kicker um, for the football team. And so he would help me, and I went on to... (laughs) win regionals and place like top four in the nation so we did everything together um he was not the greatest influence in other aspects he introduced me at a very young age to things that i would not suggest um, other 10 year olds getting into um (laughs) but that was my best friend that was my brother my best friend i mean really i feel like my first love you know he i love like
2: peas and yeah, carrots
1: we were and he um he passed away he mm-hmm. it was pretty horrific um he was in his room with a bunch of friends and the the police report claims they were playing russian roulette That's what Mm. the police report said. Mm -mm -mm. But ballistics and everything else didn't quite show that. But I can't speak on that. I can only say what a police report would show. Um, But the night that that happened, I was 10, about to be 11. Oh, wow. And I went there because we'd been talking, texting that evening. That's when I had my first little um, Virgin Mobile flip phone. And... I was staying the night at a friend's house, uh, my friend Chris Anna, and I snuck out. I, I, again, I don't recommend 10-year-olds doing the stuff I did, but I went over there and I found him. Um, and that was a key turning point wow. in my young little life. I, I can only imagine. Yeah, I won't get too graphic on the scene, but... All I'll say is pieces of my friend were everywhere, mm, and that set me on a trajectory and a path yeah. of self destruction. To be quite frank, I, at that young of an age, I, I don't know what kid yeah. could no. could recover from that. You know what I mean? mean. And heck, I didn't even relay to my family for the next five years that I even witnessed it. I didn't talk about it. Wow. I didn't. I quite frankly, I, I masked it with uh, substances and, yeah. and things that I should not have been doing at a young age. Right. So, Chris really, he set me on a path, not a great path, but a path that now I understand. Right. I, I don't wish the life that I've had before my life now on anyone um but i'm glad that it happened to me because i don't know of too many other people that would have lived through it so i'm glad it was me because i took it and i did something with it
2: right it took me well, a while but it takes a strong mad. person to be able to do that
1: yeah yeah
2: especially at
0: 10 years old <laughs> I, I, seeing things that not just a 10 year old shouldn't see but no one should see. No, no one. No one should have to experience. The, no one should have to ever experience those things. Whether you're eight or ten or twenty-seven or fifty, you should not have to see and experience some of the things that, well, we in society see, and and some of the things that that you went through. Yeah. So, um, that's it's a uh, it's a definite
1: tragedy it's just an, uh, that's, been my li- that's why i've called my life a beautiful tragedy yeah. because all and along I mean, yes there have been things and people and power taken and trust gone but from everything that's happened what i am right now as far as yeah success i should not be here right but that's why it's beautiful to me. Because yeah. I don't know if those things wouldn't have happened if this would have been the path that I was set to be on. And I don't think my path has ended. I, I still think there's way more out there that I'm oh, supposed got, to do. Right. Got plenty of it. Yeah. It's
2: like the <laughs> Phoenix rising up out of the ashes. That's
1: that's actually what my sister has referred to me as since I've wow. been a child. Wow. So I mean I'm writing a book. I'm 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 doing all sorts of things that It's going to be called The Subtle Art of Extending Grace.
2: Wow, I love that title.
0: Grace, the getting something that you don't deserve. So, and and it took me a long time to wrap my mind around that title as it pertains. I'm sorry. As it pertains to you. Yep. And your story, because I, I don't understand how a person that has gone through so much and has had to endure so much feels as though she needs to extend grace to anyone right yeah <laughs> so that's the key though that is where the rubber meets the road in <laughs> this healing process that's god. through god
1: that's what it's all about yeah and the the title for my book actually came recently because I said there were a couple of times when I really knew that that God was real. When my son was born, granted, other things happened after that right but the <laughs> what really set it in motion for me is the man Sitting Next to me. yeah, he came into my life. When I didn't love me, um, I still extended so much love to so many people, you know, but all of these bad things, you know, Right. and I didn't think anyone would be capable of loving this person who I look at in the mirror and just see scars everywhere.
2: Well, that's because um, that's all you've been shown. Correct.
1: And this man... <laughs> waltzed gracefully into my life and given my past Hmm. this this man sitting here would not be the typical person that i would i would look at or or think he would look at me i'm i'm covered in tattoos and i've got a crazy haircut you know what i mean and my hair color changes (laughs) and, and just whatever but God knows what we need more than we do. Yeah. God has delivered. Yes. God has delivered my son who saved my life at a young age. At the age of 18, I was on a path that was not good. Right. And Tony Goforth stepped into my life and he gave me everything that I thought belonged in a fairy tale. That. I didn't feel that I deserved because I hadn't given him anything. I hadn't, I hadn't done anything for this man. And that's typically how love that I'm used to getting is given. I, yeah. I give, 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 give to get a pebble back. Right. And I meet this man and the first thing I say to him just out of my, my, my I mean, the scars that are within me I asked him would you just prefer if I'd leave because I knew I wasn't I, I wasn't her because again I didn't see myself as anything and this man looked at me and he he smiled so big and he cracked a joke on me he said you know what you're right you can go i hope you find what you're looking for <laughs> <laughs> and that's that was a joke between oh. <laughs> us and i have never in my life had a person that i genuinely feel god spoke through for me yeah he he delivers even when you don't deserve it i I haven't lived the perfect life but god extended grace to me in the form of this man yeah. Who loves me unconditionally, my son unconditionally. My son goes to school and says, Guys, I have a dad.
2: Yeah. I
1: think that's something. <laughs> that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, dude. That that showed me the subtle art of extending grace. I love it. He extended it to me when I didn't feel I deserved it and I'd never had it. I've always been the one to extend grace. Yeah. But what Tony has taught me is even through all the bad and how I view myself at times. The subtle art of extending grace is me learning to extend grace to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing for anyone to do. In this day and age, it's I, I, I want to get across to people that it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't yeah. matter how bad or tragic or fantastic your story is. There is a God up above that no matter what you are currently or have gone through, mm-hmm. he watches and he waits for the perfect time that he knows you will be able to accept that grace. And my time was when I met Tony. And that is where my book, my book title came from. Wow. The Subtle Art of Extending Grace.
2: I'm I'm loving you guys. (laughs) Isn't it great? (laughs) Yes, it is. And I can tell you from experience, I know how Tony can, how Tony does that. He's done it to me. He has, the first time I went out singing with the Blackwoods, I was going through some stuff. And Tony sat me down, and I can I, I know that exact thing they're just talking about. I'm just yep. glad to hear somebody else say it.
0: <laughs> it's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, God told me a long time ago that I'm I'm to help him, and I'm to be in an empty vessel so he can use me to help other people. And that is not just through singing a pretty song. It's not just through no. Being a friend to somebody, right? it's so much more than that. Oh, it is. It's weighty. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I I want to help people. And it's not by my power, that's for sure, because I'm I'm an old hick from Henryville, Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) But it takes
2: a willing vessel, and there's not a lot of people that's willing. As Jody has told us, there's not a lot of people throughout her whole entire life until she met you.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's it, it's all about grace because yeah. that is all about it. it's getting something you don't deserve.
2: We have in church now. I like it.
0: I love it too. <laughs> we we've, we've got so much more that we could be talking about that that is Jody's story. She's got yeah. <laughs> so much that she could be talking about. You know, she's got a big write up in the Washington Post. Yeah that she had a few months ago she's got a uh, deal that's going to be coming out on Hulu and ABC and NBC 60 minutes 60 minutes she she was offered uh, um, to be flown out to do the Dr. Phil show Wow. And we decided it was a bad idea because I'm a big <laughs> fan not, not, you know I hope we don't get canceled for this <laughs> cancel culture people but you know Dr. Phil you know if you like lewd, rude behavior on television, then you you like
1: Dr. Phil. I just viewed that opportunity as another person that I wasn't where I used to be willing to accept anyone into my life. Um I was not willing to accept a person that was going to offer me forty thousand dollars to Sign the rights to my story away, right? Yeah, and be able to twist it any way he wanted. This is exactly. my story, and right. I actually talked the Washington Post out of going to Doctor Phil myself. Wow! Because it cheapened the story.
0: Wow! And you never know what what they're going to cut camera, or they're going to take a piece of what you say and turn it into something else. And very true. true. So she, I remember where we were. Yep. When when.
1: I got, the, I got the text talking about Dr. Phil. Yeah,
0: we were on I-65, heading yeah. toward Elizabethtown.
1: I could not believe it. I said, why does Dr. Phil want to talk to me? <laughs> and,
0: it, and it wasn't just he wants to talk to a pro bodybuilder. He nope. wants to talk to Jody.
1: Yes, he, he wanted to know. talk to me about my kidney failure experience and everything that happened within bodybuilding and why it happened and... um well, that's how they spun it. What right. he really wanted to do was make me look like a mockery and a, um, an idiot, yeah. if, I, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And right. I'm, I'm not willing to do that. I've, I've had enough bad in my life, and <sighs> I have yeah. had the grace extended to me to allow myself to tell people no. He yeah. Yeah. taught exactly. me
2: that. Yeah. And it's okay. And there's a lot of people that that have a very hard time with saying just that simple word, too yeah. little word, no.
1: Oh, I I've been one of them. I completely yeah. get it. But no, I mean there's there's a lot in the works for me. Yeah, um, I've got no problem saying no. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah, he no. doesn't. He does not.
1: <laughs> you don't tell me no. <laughs> a lot. Ask,
0: ask Mark Blackwood. <laughs> ask Jason. Ask my yeah. pastor. He do he's not one of those people. <laughs> I I got no issues saying no.
1: No, he no, don't. You don't say no to me a whole
0: lot. I, well there's you don't ask me things that are ridiculous. <laughs> uh,
1: well, hey Jason, just for future reference, if you really need something done, just shoot it to me in a message and let me ask for you. That doesn't look oh. <laughs> Yes, Yes. Kidding. It I work. love this. Oh, oh, oh I
2: got I got ties now
1: oh yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah but no it's it's been a wild ride for me most definitely and i mean we we could dig into some of these things that i've talked about and you'll have two or three episodes you know what i mean (laughs) he's like i love it i don't Um, i don't want to leave but no i mean just kind of on on the surface of things I, i admittedly was someone who grew up around it could answer all the questions on it but after everything that happened i didn't believe and Um, having my son still even faking it, right, for him. And I can say that out loud. I was faking it. Right. Um, Because, again, there just hadn't been enough good. And this man walks into my life and completely opened my eyes. He asked me to – he didn't force me. He asked me, whenever you're comfortable, I would love for you to come to church with me. And what I told him, I said, I'm afraid if I go, the roof's going to fall in on me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those are my words. Mm-hmm. And now, anytime, like I was just off on Sunday for Easter, um, anytime I am able, because typically I work Sundays, I am back in church with him. I I, I feel emotion yeah. over God. I It was almost as if God spoke to me through this man, mm-hmm. and I have never felt more fulfilled. Yeah. Um, a zest for life that I didn't know was possible. A light at the end of a <laughs> very, very dark, tragic tunnel. Right. That he extended the grace to me to give me.
0: It's awesome. Do you watch some of our videos when you're home
1: and I'm on the road? Um yes. <laughs> uh, is that even a question if if there is a Facebook live mm. that I see I screen record it to my phone so I can right? watch it later.
0: Um
2: I have noticed every time there's a there's a Facebook live I go on there and there's Jody again. I'm Jody's
1: there. here already there. <laughs> and, uh,
0: uh who's your favorite tenor? Oh wow. um
1: Tony Goforth is my all-time favorite tenor.
0: And that's his
2: all-time favorite question.
1: (laughs) That's right. Who's your all-time favorite tenor, Tony Goforth? Tony Goforth. There we go.
2: (laughs) Don't ask me mine.
1: (laughs) No, Jason. Now Jason. It's
0: Keith Skiles. Right. Keith is is probably my favorite tenor, too. Yeah. I love Keith. there are too many for me. I'm, I'm a big fan of a lot of different tenors, so it doesn't matter. But, uh, Pavarotti. Pavarotti, the three tenors. You know, let's get uh, let's get Jose Carreras and Placido Domingo in here. I have
1: no idea what you're talking about. Those are the three tenors. You're the only tenor that I see. <laughs> that's right. Okay? You keep that up. Yeah.
2: And that's why she, you're her only favorite.
1: So. <laughs> I'm his biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, we've had a good time sitting down and chatting with you, my dear. That's I think great. I think that there is another, at least one episode that we could come back and, and do some more as a follow up, yes. because I know. Yes. But um, what an amazing story, right, Jason?
2: Yes. <laughs> oh my word! Never knew it was yes. so
0: deep. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any other questions that you wanted to ask the sweet Jody while she's sitting here?
2: Yes, I want to know what are. Oh, what it's like to be married to the Tony Goforth?
1: Oh man! All right. Well, <laughs> I can right. put this a couple of different ways. But <laughs> do you remember being a kid? And did your parents ever take you to see Santa as a kid, or, or anything like that, like at the mall? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And you remember when you sat on Santa's lap and you told him what you wanted for Christmas and yeah. it was th- that nostalgic feeling of snow and and it's just it's Christmas time and, and Santa knows what you want you write you write him a letter and your parents I say they they send it for you. Yeah. And then you wake up Christmas morning and you're so excited to go see if if Santa's real did Santa bring me what I told him I wanted. Right? And You walk in wherever you kept your presents, and it smells like cookies, and there's candles everywhere. And you walk in, and the first thing you see is what you asked Santa Claus for as a child. I was always disappointed, but yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Way (laughs) to ruin the moment, Jason. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) But you, You walk in, and you see that one thing that you just, as a child, felt like you could not live without. Yes. Every day. When I wake up, that is the feeling that I have being married to this man.
0: Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for the wonderful things about Tony podcast that we've been saying. Please join us again, where we'll be saying more wonderful things about Tony next week.
1: That's the that's the best thank way much. I can that's describe was, it. No, that's I mean not
2: the answer yeah. I was looking for. I'm going to ask. I'm going to come back in two years
1: and ask you the same question. <laughs> I'll <laughs> probably have an even better <laughs> feely answer for you. Yeah. No, I mean honestly, th- this man. Yeah, he's got his quirks. I've got my quirks. But what's great with this man? We. I mean. We don't see eye to eye on everything. We we right. can seem like the most lovey couple and oh my goodness, all's great and grand, but we're humans. Oh, you know, yes. at the end of this, we're not going to see things yes. always as the other does. But one thing we will always agree on is that we love one another regardless of our differences. I love that. Neither of us require the other. We want the other. Mm-hmm. We are so happy to sit by ourselves and be peaceful. That's how we recharge. Yeah. Well, I can say that's how I did recharge. Now, it's not the same. If this man's not here, I don't feel recharged. He he is he's introduced me to a life that I didn't even think was possible and and not only loving him but learning how to love myself. Yeah. So, to answer your question in short, how is it being married to Tony Goforth? It's a dream come true. Wow. I love that for you. (laughs) (laughs) We're working on yours, Jason. Yeah, one of these
2: days, maybe.
0: You're next.
1: We're going to get you hooked up with
0: the type of woman that Jody is for me. So, uh, do you have any sisters, Jody?
1: (laughs) I do. Unfortunately, she's married. She's married.
2: We'll
0: see.
1: But me and my sister aren't quite the same. (laughs) No, (laughs) we're a little different.
0: No, Tabitha is not a Jody type. (laughs) Tabitha is a Tabitha type, and that's okay.
2: That's okay. That's what makes us all
0: great. We're all different. Well, let's not say that everybody's great.
1: Well, I'm teasing. Yeah. teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. All right, now Tony, same question, but for oh, you, yeah, I want to ask yeah, that. Now, is, this, wow. is this
0: backstage pass with Jason
1: and Jody right <laughs> yes, now? It is right now. Question: How is it married? How is it being married?
0: Now, Jason, to have you ever, Do you remember as a child? Oh, here we go. Going to the mall <laughs> and asking Santa what you wanted for Christmas.
1: He's so rude. <laughs>
0: It's just like waking up on Christmas morning. Oh, here we go! <laughs> every morning and finding that special thing
1: that you asked for. say. I need to teach you. No, you got to lay it on thicker than that. You got <laughs> really. You got to put some emphasis on I will, the words.
0: I will save that for the next time that we do an interview.
1: Okay. I I, I'll, I'll take that answer. Okay. Maybe next we time, could. Next time you could ask first, so you can't steal my answer. How Maybe
2: about? I'll- read those vows, y'all didn't get to
0: uh, it was, see that's exactly oh, where I was go. going. how about we go back to las vegas and ask the eldest impersonator he wasn't a tribute artist <laughs> no, the Elvis impersonator title.
1: to actually let us say our vows to him yeah that'd be good his vows were so beautiful. He told them to me in the room. I boohooed Aww. through some vows. I boohooed room. through my vows, too. And now the difference in he and I. So just to show you how different we are on some things. he This man took six weeks to write his vows. Mm-hmm. Off and on. And God love him, but his chicken scratch handwriting. And <laughs> me, I am better in the moment. I am off the cuff. Whatever comes to me in that moment is going to be perfect. So I felt so horrible because Elvis says, "I understand, y'all, y'all brought your vows." Now repeat after me. Skip right I love over your, him. I love your impersonation.
0: That's yeah. great. It should be, you know, uh, y'all know y'all brought your vows, but no, not not with Jody. No, nope. he's got a different
1: impression. Yeah, yeah that's that's how he sounded. sounded. Yeah, and, and yeah, then he skipped right over him. So I wow. was pretty upset about that, just because I knew how long he had worked on these. <laughs> yes, things. and I'd thought about it and kind of made a skeleton outline of what I wanted to say, Right. but. I knew in the moment how I was feeling, it would come out perfect. Right, and man. I boo-hooed through mine just like he boo-hooed through his. <laughs> just not in front of Elvis and my mom and my son, but in front of one another in a Bellagio sweet. Right. It, it made it more intimate. Where she
0: was drinking $25
1: bottles of water. Yeah, $25 bottle uh, of water. <laughs> how did that
0: taste, Jody?
1: Um, <laughs> you know, it's not as good as the boxed water that I have at home, so I'm pretty disappointed.
0: <laughs> have you ever heard of... Boxed water is better this size. It's like generic white (laughs) and black box that says
1: boxed water is better. It's the best water I've ever drank. It's straight out of a glacier. It's perfect.
2: And I bet it ain't $25 a bottle. It's It's not. It's high-quality H2O. (laughs)
1: High-quality. It is $2.09 a box. My my mama said. Aterade. I saw the price for that Bellagio water and my head spun. <laughs> I it did. nearly came unglued. Yeah. That would have
0: made everybody's head spin. And do you know that there were two bottles of water, there's a vent on the window that you can open and, and get just a little bit of fresh air when you're on this that high of a floor. Right. So, the wind had kicked up one night. It was mm-hmm. it was like violently blowing It was wind, roaring. Wind. <laughs> and it had kicked those vents open, so I took four bottles of water oh no and
1: put them unopened. on the vents unopened bottles Unopen. of water.
0: and i put them on the vents to weight it down so it wouldn't blast open and, and they and, charged me for them
1: and that's, <laughs> what, that's the next day i forgot to put them back and so they charged this <laughs> that's some expensive uh weights yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I put the water's back and i told them to take it off my bill at the front desk no, i was like no, no we true. didn't use those <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. you know what you did that day you said no I oh, did. I'm so proud. You. you
1: taught me how. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's been great. So, uh, folks out there in uh, podcast land, if you have a question that you want to ask Jody, send it to let's go backstage at gmail.com. Listen, I love you. Don't put them on Facebook because it's easier if I have an email of these questions for Jody. Let's Go Backstage at gmail.com. Jason? Yes? I'm going to see you this weekend, and we're going to sing Some People Happy in West Virginia.
2: Ain't that going to be fun?
0: And it's going to be just two shows, and I get to turn around and come home. Yes, you do. Thank goodness. A little quick five-and-a-half-hour drive. <laughs> then we get
2: to do it again next week. But
0: this, and then this we'll do it again next week. We'll be in uh, Indiana and Georgia, Georgia, of all places. Yeah. And, then, and then the next weekend will be In Indiana.
2: Indiana with Santa Rob. And that's your
1: birthday weekend, too. birthday
0: weekend. And uh, we're going to have a good old time. We're going to sing some people happy this weekend, aren't we, bud?
2: Uh, Yes, we are. We're going to have fun.
0: Yeah, because we've had the last couple of weeks off, and I've missed singing with you. And we're going to have a good old time. Me, too. So uh, if uh, anybody wants to... uh, uh, send us any questions or if you got anything that you'd like to say, don't hesitate for just one second to send us an email at let's go backstage at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook, all of our social media, and uh, we do funny things, Jason and I. We uh, also want you to go to YouTube and go to Good Life on the Road.
2: Yeah, which
0: hasn't had a video in over a month. So, yeah, I need to get to work on that. You can start l- watching the back episodes for the last few years, folks, if you ever want <laughs> to. But look for Jason's YouTube channel. He's got a great YouTube channel. But, uh, Jody, thank you so much. I love you. I'm glad that you are uh, and were able to sit down with us tonight and, and talk about me. Um, I'm I'm more grateful for you than you'll ever know (laughs) And I'm glad that you had an opportunity to sit down
1: and share this with me and Jason tonight Of course, and one thing I want everybody to remember that I've never been able to say out loud before Until this night, tonight, God is good all the time That's right All the time He certainly is
0: Folks, thank you, and we'll see you next time as we go backstage with Tony and Jason.